0: Hi everyone welcome to the alabaster conversations podcast episode 14 and i am your host shi olivia ebay and today's episode i will be interviewing kit ripley and she's just an amazing human being overall and i hope you you know gain something from the conversation that i had with her and and i hope you also check out what she does look through her website and just keep keep in your prayers because i feel like she's doing an amazing work for the kingdom of god and i hope you enjoy today's episode and if you like what you see, if you like what you hear, just try and support kids in any way you can. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> May. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. So fun to be here on your podcast. Wow, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. So, sure. So, this is episode 14 of my, my podcast, so I just wanted to give you a very amazing introduction so this is Kit ripley and she is my highly esteemed guest for today's episode she is uh, she's a missionary from thailand her primary ministry is with imago art studio she provides direct clinical care for survivors of trauma which includes sexual abuse domestic abuse human trafficking and she integrates her faith in Jesus, as she does therapeutic arts groups, life skill workshops, and she's also she also provides support and consultation for New Life Center administrative team, and she's also pursuing her master's degree at Lesley University to become a licensed therapist. I hope I covered every um, every amazing stuff that you've done so far. <laughs> yeah that pretty much covers it (laughs) okay so can you like give me um like a brief um description of what you're doing right now in terms of like your pursuing of your master's degree like what's the detail of what you're uh, intending to achieve and how you would integrate it to what what you dream to do as a as a minister of the gospel
1: sure i'm uh working on an ma in clinical mental health counseling with a focus in art therapy and Uh, using art therapy has been a part of my work in thailand for many years
0: Mm -hmm. that's amazing that's awesome yeah so for today's episode i know the work you do is kind of very it's a very intense and kind of it's a very hard topic to talk about in terms of people get triggered by topics like this so i just wanted to approach it from the scriptures using isaiah chapter 61 verses 3 and the topic today is like beauty for ashes so we see brokenness in areas like this like you see abuse as a as a topic that's very painful to discuss so i just wanted to use the word of god to just navigate the conversation so isaiah chapter 61 verses 3 says the spirit of god is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek Sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to pl- to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Verse three says to so appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, planting of the Lord. So. I feel like this Bible scripture is kind of it's going to encapsulate in like an encaps encapsulating um, Bible scripture that we would use as our segue to you know, answer some of the questions that I have here for Kate as she kinda gives us an idea of what she does and how she's been serving the Lord and how she, how it all started. So and I feel like this chapter is an encouragement that even though you have ashes in your present life or you've experienced like a, an ashy you know family situation and ashy marriage situation and ashy just you know overall like i feel that like god can use any bad situation and also paint a beautiful picture and give you beauty for ashes so some of the questions that i have written out today for kit is the first question i have is just for her to tell uh, my listeners and people who would also listen through her you know, if she shares, when she shares the link, people who would listen on different platforms, like, can she tell us, like, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and how, you know, started with the Lord and where did, it all, where, where did it all begin? Did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you have, like, an come-to-Jesus moment? Like, how did, it all, how did it all start?
1: Well, sure. Um, I grew up in a suburban neighborhood just west of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was adopted at birth into a troubled family. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were divorced when I was two, and I was raised by my mother who who was emotionally unstable. Um, and I'm also a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it really was a troubled time for me when I was growing up. And then in the seventh grade, a friend took me to a Christian youth group called Focus Mm -hmm. where I encountered kindness Mm -hmm. and acceptance and authenticity um, really for the first time in my life. I met with a youth leader on a weekly basis for Bible study at that Mm -hmm. time and then um, over the next few years I fell in love with Jesus Christ. Mm After that, I, I went to Bates College in Maine, and I was active in leadership in our InterVarsity chapter at Bates. Wow. And uh, I also attended an American Baptist church, and I was baptized when I was 20 years old. Wow. Um, so that's just a little bit about my journey
0: with the Lord. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. And the uh, second question that I have for you, it says, can you tell us about your journey into what you're doing today? So you started off... You know, finding the lord at seventh grade and then you know you, you've you talked about how you got baptized at age 20 like how did you transition from you know getting baptized to doing what you're doing when I mean, you're not presently in your home country so you're a missionary in thailand so how did that tra- that journey just translate into where you are today and what you're doing right now
1: um I felt a calling to to serve in Christian ministry when I was in high school. Mm. And I thought I would be serving in pastoral ministry in a church. Mm. Um, So after I graduated from college, I went to Fuller Theological Seminary and uh, did a pastoral internship there Mm. and graduated with a Master of Divinity. Um, But my life kind of took an unexpected turn. I met a man in seminary and we fell in love and got married and moved to Ohio, where he was called to serve a church there. And Mm -hmm. We had all kinds of hopes and dreams of serving the Lord together, Mm -hmm. Um, but it turns out that my my husband struggled with addiction issues and um, it ended up being an abusive marriage. Um, So we tried counseling, but really the relationship only lasted for about five years altogether. Um, and after our divorce I was just I was devastated
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, my marriage had failed and with it I felt like all my dreams of serving the Lord were taken away I thought Mm -hmm. you know who's gonna call a divorced woman as their pastor Um, so I was working as a florist at that time and just decided to wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a team from my church came to me and they said, um, we've witnessed the process of what you've gone through in the last few years. And we've seen who you are. And um, we believe you're still called to ministry. So we are going to hold on to that in faith for you, even though you have given up on that. Mm -hmm. that dream Um, and so they offered me a place to live and paid for for counseling for me and Mm -hmm. um, there was a whole team of people at the church that came around to pray for me on a regular basis and I stayed there for about a year Mm -hmm. kind of putting the pieces of my life back together and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his healing work Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then in 2002 I spoke with someone from International Ministries, which is the mission-sending body of the American Baptist churches, Mm -hmm. and um, they heard my story and asked, you know, where would you want to go? Would you be willing to serve in missions? And um, I was just like, I just want to serve Jesus, you know, put me anywhere you want.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: (laughs) And they called me like less than a month later and asked if I would be open to serving in Thailand well and so you know meanwhile i'm like on the internet like where is thailand i think that means something. <laughs> <laughs> um and so they wanted to send me to the new life center foundation in chiang mai which is a residential program for adolescent hill tribe girls who are survivors of trauma mm. um, so they're coming out of situations like sexual abuse domestic violence um, human trafficking homelessness, all different kinds of situations, mm. and, um, and so, you know, eight months later, I moved to Thailand, and I've been serving it at the New Life Center for almost 20 years. Wow. Um, in, my, in my work there, I, I facilitate therapeutic expressive art groups for our mm. residents, and I lead art and spirituality retreats in the community. Mm. Um, I also do therapeutic art workshops uh, in other places in our community. And um, right now, I'm also in my third year of working on my MA in uh, counseling and art therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the study program so that I can be better equipped to continue expanding the therapeutic art ministry that the Holy Spirit mm. um, is you know, opening in, in my community.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Wow, thank you for sharing your story. That's just like when you talk about these things, you know, we're going into like the pages of your life and like pulling out stories that are some that that are very traumatic and sometimes it may be triggering to like go back and try to you know, just talk about it in in a summary form. But I feel like God has used your your family history your you know marriage that was kind of troubling and challenging and i feel like the enemy wanted to use it to break you down but i i believe that as we read in the scripture that talked about beautiful ashes it's like god is picking those ashes from the ground and it's only god that can use you know if there's a house fire right and the house burns down you the, the human mind cannot see beauty in that situation. We just feel like we're just going to clear away the rubble and just figure out, pick up the pieces that you can find. But God can look at those ashes and and see potential and see, oh, I see five five bedrooms from this, you know, crumbled, broken down window I mm. see. Like he just sees things that in the human eyes is difficult to figure out. So that's, that's what makes God really um, amazing and just walking with him. kind of an interesting journey just to see how your community like came around you and you your your story is not like the one that you say oh i did it alone but you had like people that god placed in your way to walk with you and pray for you and, and and bring suggestions and you had like a very open heart yeah so my my third question is how does your faith play out in what you do in what you do as a missionary in t- uh, missionary to Thailand how does, how does your faith come into the picture as you do what you do every day well um,
1: you know everything I do flows from my commitment to build shalom mm-hmm. on earth so that people can experience the love of God and see what that looks like mm-hmm. Micah 6 8 tells us that the calling of the people of faith is to do justice, Mm -hmm. to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And there's so many places in scripture where, like in Exodus and the Psalms and the prophets that tell us Mm -hmm. to care for widows and orphans and sojourners and refugees. And and what that tells me is that God has a special concern for vulnerable and marginalized people. And and so should we. Mm-hmm. And then in Jeremiah twenty nine seven, the prophet tells the people to work for the shalom of the city where I have sent you into exile. Mm-hmm. For in its shalom, you will find shalom. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that means that we are we're called to dedicate ourselves to the well being and peace and prosperity and wholeness mm-hmm. of our own town or city no matter where we're living or how we got there because like my well-being is tied up with your well-being
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so if you're suffering then that negatively affects my life because like we're all in this together like our 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 lives are tied up together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's amazing. Wow. So I wanted to also follow up with a like, like a follow-up question. It says, does your work give you hope? And have you ever experienced moments of discouragement? Because you see the broken side of life. Like you're not in some glossy situation. I mean, you get to see God change people. But when, when you first started, like you're seeing people that, you know, they have been abused. They have been... You know traffic like they're like a commodity and you see people try to devalue what god calls valuable so does your work do you, sometimes you get hopeful? are you always hopeful from the get-go and have you experienced moments where you're like uh, i don't i don't know if, where this is going and you're, you're kind of discouraged like if you care to share like have you been in such a situation Having done this for 20 years
1: Yeah, certainly, there are times of discouragement. Mm. Um, In my work, I hear stories of profound suffering. Mm. And I, too, you know, I've experienced suffering myself. Um, And I think the last few years in particular have been really challenging for me, Mm. as they have been for many people, as we're negotiating the pandemic and trying to figure out, you know, what that means for how we and act our lives in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so even right now, I feel like I'm experiencing like a, a spiritual, a sense of disorientation. And it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. Um, and that's been really challenging. But what gives me hope is witnessing the incredible resilience mm-hmm. of the people I work with. Because okay. um, they inspire me with their courage and with their grace Mm -hmm. Um, two two weeks ago one of our recent graduates from the New Life Center made a post on Facebook and she wrote I thank God for filling my heart fulfilling my dreams and answering Mm -hmm. my prayers and then she wrote there's still a few wounds in my heart that have given me nightmares Mm -hmm. for my whole life but I thank God for this life journey because He's always been with me and he comforts me daily. Nothing can replace the family of God who have changed my life and know me as I am. Mm. In all honesty, I thank God for everything I've experienced, both good and bad, up until now, because every part of my journey is a chance for learning and fresh beginnings. So if we can just press forward, we will reach the goal and find victory in Christ. Wow, that's amazing. So you know, I, when I read that post, um, I just feel like that—that that is what courage looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, the faith of the young women that I work with, um, like the one who wrote this post, mm-hmm. give me strength and and courage to to kind of press forward each day with this work.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said um, disorientation. What do you mean by that? I feel like there have been so
1: many changes um, Mm -hmm. in the way I do my work Mm -hmm. in the church um, both in Thailand and also my churches in the US Mm -hmm. Um, you know a lot of political turbulence right now and polarization
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and I've also been um, coping with some health issues over the last eight years or so eight or ten years Um, and just all of these things in my life have caused so much change um and have really affected my uh, my relationship and my understanding of who god is and god's mm-hmm. presence wow. um so yeah i feel like it's just been really sort of disorienting as i'm mm-hmm. um you know looking for that solid ground you know where is the lord in all of this
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really interesting yeah so um to follow up the next question because i know you doing this has has cost you like being close to your family being close to your friends and you said when your friends suggested thailand you're like yes god wherever you want me to go i would go but i i know that there's a cost to following the lord it's not just like rainbows and like um daisies all the time but there's a, there's an actual cost that you, you're you're paying you're actually paying the price like being away learning a new language learning a new just learning everything like you you're acquiring new skills figuring out how to interact with the people their culture and different things so what would you say is the cost of saying yes to the lord because it's it's it is costly and i feel like my generation we i, I can speak for myself but I feel like I have I mean, I, I had this conversation with you and I was saying that you know sometimes we already have I have what I want to do in my head and I just feel like I feel like I bring to the Lord my <laughs> my document and I God just just sign this so we can, <laughs> we can <laughs> proce- so we can proceed with this but I, I I I think that it doesn't work like that most times like God has a plan and his ways and our ways and his thoughts and not our thoughts so so far what has been the cost to following the lord because most times we don't count the cost because the bible mm. talks about like a house that is being built and it's like the owner doesn't i'm like paraphrasing but the owner does not put into consideration like how much the house is going to cost and at the end he's not he, he's not able to finish the house and he becomes like a laughing stock to people around him so what do you what would you say is the cost in your life to following the lord like the cost of you the price you have had to pay you know that's such a great question. Um, mm.
1: the cost the cost of following the Lord is everything, everything that we are. Um, there is no holding back. But mm. the mystery of it is that in giving our lives to the Lord, we find true life. Um, the Heidelberg Catechism says, the heidelberg catechism says um has this question what is your only comfort in life and in death
2: Mm -hmm. and the
1: answer is that i'm not my own but i belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful savior jesus christ Mm -hmm. and that is that's the cost but that's also the comfort of the christian walk you know
0: wow okay um so the next question i'm trying to figuring out i'm just still thinking about what you what you just said like mind body and soul yeah and the next question is in a world where people are looking for meaning do you feel fulfilled doing what you're doing like doing this mission that you do right now because a lot of the times we have social media and people post stuff like oh, i'm in i'm in europe for vacation like we watch a lot of people's highlights of their life and you don't you don't get to see the broken pieces and all these things and and it's it, it kind of creates a sense of discontentment like you want someone else's mm-hmm. life you want their marriage you want their kids you want to find up fly, in that, fly in that private jet like it's it's something that it's i, I mentioned to you i said most of the times we're always online we're very connected and we're very yet we're very distant at the same time so i i, I kind of wonder doing this and serving god for 20 years and seeing the good parts and the bad part and someone said serving god is like a cup it's a mixed cup i was listening to um i can't remember her name but she's a missionary to africa and she talks about when she was called that jesus gave her a cup and the cup was a mixture of blood and water and it's not you don't get to get you don't get just water like you get the both of them the the good things and the bad things so experiencing the brokenness and seeing people in pain and seeing people healing and seeing people who sometimes the healing may be slow it may not be as quick as you want it so do you feel like you're fulfilled in doing what you do because we we tend to ask ourselves is the grass greener at the other side like you're staring at someone's yard and you're seeing a greener grass and you want to switch careers you want to do multiple things at the same time so everyone is telling you you know be your own boss and there's just so many things out there my question is like do you feel fulfilled like when you close your eyes to sleep at night do you do you feel peace like yes i'm doing what i was called to do this is this is what i've this is how i pictured my life being you know being as a kid growing up like do you do you have a sense that kind of sense of fulfillment yeah
1: you know um there's a sense that a lot of people want to keep their lives uh open and open to everything so that they can experience everything in the world mm. the reality is that that when you choose anything it means you're saying no to other things mm. you know um so so for me the choice to follow jesus um, is the most fulfilling path so i can't imagine anything more fulfilling or more purposeful than the work that i'm doing right now i have no regrets about dedicating my life to being a global servant uh, and i hope to continue serving in ministry as long as god gives me breath um, well wow. because that's where i find purpose and meaning
0: what does purpose and i know it's not part of what i listed out but what does purpose and meaning feel like because you talk about you know I, I i could do this as long as god gives me breath what does it feel like Is it is it like a highlight is it is it like a feeling of satisfaction like i know i'm not you know as advanced in serving the lord as you are so my question is like what does fulfillment feel like
1: I think for me it's sort of been like a slow unfolding um, you know it's not like these flashy mm-hmm. highlights um, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's kind of like a slow stepping forward day by day in the Lord <laughs> that I find fulfilling and it feels um, it feels like a settling in my spirit That's amazing. Um, Like you know, when I wake up each day, I look forward to the day and the things that the
0: Lord has in store. Hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, on a very lighter note, I wanted to ask, what does Kit Ripley? What does she do for fun? As like
2: a missionary,
0: (laughs) what does she do to like um, add some sparkle to her day? Yeah. Well,
1: um, I'm an artist and so mm-hmm. I particularly enjoy painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do art journaling and um, lots of different kind of creative practices mm-hmm. as a part of like grounding my my soul mm-hmm. and keeping in touch with what's going on inwardly and keeping in touch with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I also like to work in my garden. Mm. And uh, I love to be on the water. So if there's water nearby, I want to be out. Uh, swimming, canoeing, kayaking, sailing, whatever is available.
0: Mm. Um,
1: that's where I really want to be.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so we're going to always, because we always, you know, try to bring it down to prayer. So I wanted to ask, can you pray for people looking for um, hope? looking for a light at the end of the eternal people looking for beauty for ashes just like people listening because they have given up on life and are broken in in so many ways so i just wanted you to like pray over them and and see how god can start a healing process and add some joy to their pain because we read the word of god that talked about joy the oil of joy for mourning a gamut of praise for the spirit of heaviness so i just pray god lifts like, heaviness from people and gives them beautiful ashes as we've read because i i know it's possible because with god there's nothing that's impossible for him to do so would you yeah. would you like pray over people yeah yes. i'd be happy to pray yeah. yeah let's
1: join our hearts in prayer before the lord Holy Lord God, creator of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. In you, all things come together, and nothing goes to waste. You are the one who brings mm-hmm. words of goodness and relief of poor. Yes, God. You are the one who heals broken hearts. Mm-hmm who brings freedom to those who are held captive. Who oh, is Jesus. Who releases prisoners from darkness. Mm-hmm. You have the authority to transform the world and apart from you, we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Today, we hold space in our hearts
2: mm-hmm.
1: for those who are suffering. under the weight of poverty and oppression we pray for those who are broken in heart body or spirit we pray for those who are enslaved by the bonds of war human trafficking abuse addiction or mental illness Jesus Bring your shalom to this world. Mm. We long to witness the revelation of your kingdom among us. Amen. We long to see you set things right as Mm. they should be. Jesus. Show us how we can be a part of your ministry Mm. to reconcile the world to yourself, to bring hope and wholeness Yes, Jesus. And renew our strength for each day. Amen. So that we might continue to love and serve you with singleness of heart. Yes, Jesus. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Keraple. Ripley. Um, my final question is like, how can people find you, support you, pray for you? Just give us an idea of what what um, was the best way for people to connect with you? Um, yeah, so to connect with me, uh, you can go
1: to www.internationalministries.org and click on Global Servants. Mm-hmm. And you'll find my name, Kit Ripley, in that drop-down menu. And to learn more about the New Life Center Foundation, you can go to www.newlifecenterfoundation.org. So Chingwei, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Yeah, thank you. Reach out to your listeners. It's it's great to have a chance to speak with you and to talk
0: about these things. Thank you so much for your time. I had so much fun. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.